It's your boy Dreams from the Notorious Mass Effect, and I'm here to let you know you're holding yourself back. Like this show and want to make your own? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Now, you can even add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create. Whether it's music analysis or your own radio show or something that the world's never even heard before, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership for the newbies out there. <laughs> it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let me say that again for the people in the back. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started so you can start affecting the masses. And remember your boy Dreams believed in you before you even started your show. So please don't switch up on me. Remember me when you make it to the top. That's all I ask. Mass Effect Podcast. I am your hip hop slash gaming news source with a little bit of R&B mixed in. For episode 75, we're going to be getting to Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack, the group, the new group called Silk Sonic, and the latest single called titled "Smoking Out the Window." Then we're going to get into Summer Walker and her latest album called "Still Over It." Moving on, we're going to get into the latest development of video game Elden Ring. Then we're going to end with Key Glock's latest project called Yellow Tape 2. But before that, make sure to click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. If you want to financially support the show, Click my Cash App link located towards the top of my link tree as it helps the show overall. Also, make sure to share this podcast rating the show five stars on five stars on Apple Podcasts, uh, iTunes. I forget the name. I believe it's Apple Podcasts. Anyways, as this helps the show reach more people, so we can grow together and affect 
the masses. Now we're going to get into our first topic with the legendary group Silk Sonic featuring Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. Wait a minute, this love started off so tender and so sweet. But now she got me smoking out the window. Spent 35, 45,000 up in Tiffany's. Oh, no. Got a bad kids running around my whole crib like it's Chuck E. Cheese. Whoa, whoa. Put me in the jam with an X Men in a UFC. Can't believe it. Can't believe it. I'm in disbelief. This got me I thought that girl belonged to only me, but I was wrong because she belongs to everybody. Now, if that's not a heartbreak anthem, then I don't know what is because Silk Sonic is back at it again with another single titled Smoking Out the Window. And honestly, this is already a classic like you may say i'm biased well i can't be biased i, I really like i'm fans of bruno mars and anderson tag but i'm not like stands like drake i'm a stand of who else juice world i was a stand of rp to juice um silk sonic's not really something that i keep up with on the daily like i'm not oh when, i'm not like oh when is the album gonna drop i can't wait for this project to drop but after this track i am super excited for this track like for this album honestly i don't think no because the last two singles was, was pretty well made but this one smoking out the window is just a overall great track and it is really resonates to people who have searched for love and have had their heart broken so it's like it's like a vulnerable there's a vulnerability in this track that I feel like would resonate to the masses. Like, honestly, I could see this track going to Billboard Top 10 or maybe even number one. Like, with Bruno Mars' type of mass appeal and this being another lo uh, love track, I believe I talked on that. I spoke on this subject when Post Malone and The Weeknd made their track, like, One Night Something. And I talked about how all the tracks that have made the, the num number, that have debuted at number one, not even debuted, like they have made their way up to number one in the Billboard Top 100 in the past like eight to nine years. The subject, 80% of the time was revolving around love. And the reason I bring that up, up is because smoking out the window is the biggest heartbreak anthem that you could ever make the type of quality and and substance that is packed into this three minute and 15 second track is outstanding like it's almost like a lot of people compare silk sonic to other r&b singers that have came in the past like marvin Gaye, the isley brothers things of that nature but with the silk sonic like it's to put it in perspective, if you're a basketball fan, if you're not, this probably not going to make any sense. But 
with Michael Jordan. He was one of the greatest, well, people say he's the greatest to ever play the game. With Kobe Bryant, he copied some of Michael Jordan's aspects to a T to where people still hold him and regard them as one of the best players of all time, but not better than Michael Jordan because he was copying. But if you can pull off the copying of Michael Jordan, and just become one of the greatest players of all time, why doesn't everyone do it? And the reason people don't do it is because it's difficult. <laughs> it's not easy at all to just mimic MJ and, and just go to the league. Like you have to have height, you have to have the wingspan, you have to have certain elements, athleticism, athletic wise, because Kobe Bryant, don't let the documentaries fool you. Like he was a hard worker, but he was also a freak of nature like it wasn't he wasn't normal normal at all like it, like oh i can work really hard and no if you're like five eight going against a six eight guy jumping out the gym it's probably not gonna end up well for you but that's my bas basketball tangent going back into what i'm trying to get to is that silk sonic may have copied some of the as not some of most of the aspects that the r&b singers from the past have stamped as their what's the word for as their like key thing that it's as their oh signature move like their signature silk sonic may have copied that but the talent level it takes to copy that and become effective with it isn't easy isn't easily attained and the way that silk sonic has produced these tracks is to a t a, a complete not complete copy i'm not going to go that far and just say they're just ripping the old R&B acts off, but they have produced a different type of sound that that resonates to people who listen to those type of tracks in the past, and they've made it current to where it's still engaging for the modern day fan. With this track, though, it's very like the way that they've went around talking about this track is, is just insane to me. I don't think they should have had three singles leading up to the project. I don't know what type of sales they're going for. Obviously, the PR department, well, not PR, the label and their team, the management is probably talking to them like, hey, if you do this, the number's going to be here. If you drop this other single, the numbers are going to go up. So they're probably, probably listening to them, which they're not always right. But nine times out of 10, you probably want to listen to the label because they know what they're doing. And another example of that would be Summer Walker. We're going to get into her in a second. But the biggest thing with this I wanted to get into is just that the, the reason that this track is so like this track is so amazing is that the 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 type of quality that that's put into this three minute and 15 second track, which I've already said the length, the uh, the runtime, I'm going to say it again, just for people who don't know. This isn't the most the like I believe two of the other singles was longer, if I'm not mistaken. So this is a quote-unquote shorter song for, for Silk Sonic. But I'm going to just read out some of these lyrics because this is not... These, like, if they was to rap, rap these bars, people would be like, oh, this is verse of the year. Because they, like, Bruno Mars came out and said... Must have, must have spent 35, 45,000 up in Tiffany's. Okay, and then skip all that, you know, keep going. Got her bad kids running around my whole crib looking like it's Chuck E. Cheese. Now, 
from the from like that's just a red flag at the start like it's i don't you know if pick up somebody with kids you know at, at a certain age you know it, it's it's okay but you know when you're younger it's it's, it's not <laughs> let me just say you want to you don't want to really play anybody else's save file and i know that may come across as harsh but it's reality <laughs> so anyways let me keep getting into it so then he says this is the pre-course bruno mars is paying for trips paying no let me quote this quote paying her rent paying for trips diamonds on her neck diamonds on her wrist and here i am all alone now, if Giveon was looking for some competition in the sad department, he's finally got it. Cause this is this is something else. Like this, you know what type of stress a female has to put you through, or a woman. I don't even know the titles that are offensive nowadays. A woman has to put you through to to be smoking out the window. Like you're not even just sitting down. Like you had to go on a drive and, and see the smoke go out the window. Like that's a like I don't smoke, but people who smoke, like that has to be like a inconvenience for you. Like, wouldn't you rather do it in the safety of your own home? You would rather drive around thinking about this person, the significant other, while blowing smoke out the window, window, thinking about what was and what could have been. Like that's 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 something else. And then to to add on top of that, Anderson Pack comes in with his own bars. He was talking about how the woman that he was with has him now looking in the club looking for new love someone help me please and they even put in parentheses someone help me please help me please like so obviously it was an ad lib in the back and he really meant that line so he said it at least two more times this man is looking for help is <laughs> searching for help is begging for help in the in the midst of a three minute and 15 second track song well second song it's it's not very normal for artists to go into a track like the only type of emotion i've seen put into this because i don't believe bruno mars and anderson pack is actually going through heartbreak in their own homes which they might be because we don't know the personal lives but just from the optics of it it seems like it's just for entertainment also, this type of dramatic display of affection throughout a track is so engaging and believable that I don't even care if they have like a happy family at home. Like, like you may have a happy family at home, but this track is definitely the heartbreak anthem for all the people going through it out there. And you don't even have to necessarily be going through it because Juice World was one of my favorite artists. And best believe me, I was not going through it at, at the time that Juice World was dropping his music. I was having the time of my life, but I was still singing. I still see the shadows in my room. So these type of heartbreak anthems are just appealing to the most, well, not the most heartbroken people, but let me just say people who resonate to a time where they were heartbroken and they can attach that to the to certain tracks smoking out the window for me personally i think this will become the heartbreak anthem for everybody well, not everybody that's a little stretch but most of the people smoking out the window will resonate to them because you will be lying if you said throughout your whole love career and that's why i like drake certified lover boy so much because this is very much an anthem or or like a, a life anthem. 
But put, putting that to the side, smoking out the window is actually something that's really resonating to people who at one point in their life either loved a, a significant other, gave all they could to a, to a significant other, and it wasn't reciprocated. And not only it wasn't reciprocated, it was put in a way that she actually backstabbed you in a way that left you vulnerable and heartbroken and cold. Like, going back to the lyrics, Anderson Pack even has a part that he says in the in the um, in his verse that he says well no this is the pre-chorus from bruno bruno mars is going is right after and i'm in quote and here i am all alone and then parentheses all alone so you know he meant that <laughs> and then after he said i'm so cold i'm so cold so it's, it's like and then they go into the chorus you got me smoking out the window so whatever he went through fictional or non-fictional it left him cold and smoking out the window just a sad day for and for 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 people who's going through heartbreak out there because you're probably gonna listen to this track and think they're and think they made this song specifically for you but i'm here to tell you that they did that they definitely did not so uh yeah <laughs> um i don't really know what else to get into the the, the rest of the track is pretty fire um, I mean, the, the verse. I mean, you have "Leave the Door Open." That was the. I think that was the first single. Then you had "Skate." That was the second single. The upcoming uh, Silk Sonic album is due November twelfth. And I said due like I'm the label. They're, they are uh, slated to put it out November twelfth. So let's see if it actually comes. And that's pretty. Actually, I believe that's this weekend. But anyways, Silk Sonic. I can't wait for this project. Smoking out the window is literally already one of my favorite songs of 2021. So I could and and leave the door open was one of my and I really like that track too. Skate, not so much. I felt like skate was a solid track, but leave the door open was something special that I felt like skate was more like an album cut. Smoking out the window sounds like another track that's something special. So two out of three is not a bad hit uh, ratio for me because I still think skate is a solid track. But yeah, I've talked about this track enough. Y'all probably get that I really resonate with this track. Not only because of the heartbreak appeal, but just because everybody at one point in their significant certified lover boy lives or lover lives have been hurt in some form or fashion. So yeah, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you what do you think of smoking out the window and also What's your favorite heartbreak anthem? Just the other night she was gripping on me tight, screaming Hercules. I'm so cold, you gotta be out here Smoking out 
Now we're going to move on to the one, the only, Summer Walker and her latest album called Still Over It. So she's letting you know that she's not only was she over it, she's still over it. Summer Walker has approximately 20 reasons on why she's still over it. Now, this is a 20 track album for those who didn't understand what I was alluding to. Summer Walker is is a very talented singer. And throughout this whole album, the, to- the tempo is very much slowed down to display her level of Sing, sing, I forget the word. Songstress? I don't know if I'm messing it up. Basically, she can sing really well, and that is displayed over these slow type beats. Now, I'm not going to lie. Slow tracks have never been my thing. Whenever I listen to albums, I like to feel upbeat. I like to feel some type of tempo. I mean, put some drums in it or something. Like, I just. For me, if I don't hear drums and if it's not up tempo, I will fall asleep. So, Summer Walker has released what a lot of her fans are saying is a classic. Well, not classic. It's a good album, but at the same time, they they don't know how to feel because Summer Walker has tugged on their emotional heartstrings to make them think of every single guy that they've had in the past and just think about him in a non-flattering type of way. Now, this album, Still Over It, is her uh, sophomore album with features from SZA, Lil Durk, JT from the City Girls, Pharrell, which the one with Pharrell was one of my favorite tracks off of the album, Omarion, and more. So she has a lot of help on this album, especially Cardi B, and Sierra to, to Cardi B to start her album, Sierra to end her album. We're gonna get to sales in a second, but these artists must have known that this was gonna have a lot of replay value as the sales for this album is going insane. It's not something that's normal for RB artists to have these type of sales because obviously hip hop is the number one genre in today's society, but when you have artists like Summer Walker, SZA, Justin Bieber, well, I always bring up Justin Bieber, but just SZA, Summer Walker, I think are probably the, the top as far as R&B songstresses. I think that's what I was trying to say. And and you have Beyonce and Rihanna, or Rihanna, whoever, depending on who you talk to. It's very much going to have so many eyes and ears put on the project that's releasing 
because other artists don't get that type of mass appeal just because their fan base isn't as large so that's all credit to Summer Walker for building up her solid fan base and for her to keep feeding fans quality music that they can resonate to and share it to the masses because they're definitely sharing judging by the sales they are, they are definitely sharing this album this has tremendous word of mouth now what i'm gonna do is i'm not gonna review the whole album like track for track because for me i told you i'm i will fall asleep if it's slow with no drums and and that's basically what some of this album was but so I'm just gonna I'm going to play snip, uh, snippets throughout my explaining of the album in the sales. So here's the first snippet that I'm gonna play for the album, and this is called "Unloyal" from with Summer Walker and Ari Lennox. tell a lot of talent displayed over that whole track of unloyal that was unloyal by summer walker and ari lennox and the message was very cut and cut and dry like she was delivering a message and then they wasn't accepting it so she was just like i guess i'm unloyal so it's like these messages are very much resonating to her fans for me personally i'm not going to keep going over it but slow beats with no drums to me equals sleep so <laughs> yeah so um let's get into the sales because that's really what i want to get into because these sales are crazy now still over it is is projected to to move two hundred and ten thousand units first week if that's not a huge number for for artists then i don't know what is because summer like you never this wasn't a probably her label when i was listening to her manager justice speak on the joe budden podcast he was so confident in the package that summer walker was about to deliver that he was like just wait for it to come like y'all will see that we have a little bit of everything for everybody so i believe he was right and correct in that also her label situation isn't the greatest as i believe Summer Walker isn't getting as compensated as some of these other top R&B acts are, but that's because that her label signed her when she was basically, I don't want to say a nobody, but she was not having as much, she didn't have as much negotiable 
actionable no she what am i trying to say she, <laughs> give, me, give me one second <laughs> summer walker basically didn't have any pool to negotiate like she didn't have something to to i forget the word i'm trying to say but basically she signed a, a brutal record deal and most of her label is eating and she's not really eating off of it like you would think she is like she's in a pretty i won't say a bad deal because this is pretty normal for artists that haven't made any noise oh leverage that's the word i was trying to think she doesn't have any leverage because she didn't do any of this before she got onto the label so now the deal that she has currently is quote unquote brutal and this album is the biggest first week of any female r&b singer since since beyonce's lemonade that should put in perspective what type of money she's bringing into the label and but lvrn which is her label gave her a low a low advancement and a low royalty rate by by modern day standards so she also has been incentivized incentivized by manage lvrn to she's effectively quote they're getting a lot without having to give her much and that is that is something that's not honestly it's not as fortunate as you would like it to be but sometimes when you sign a deal when you sign a contract you no matter what the circumstances are you unfortunately well not unfortunately because if you was the boss on the other end signed an artist that didn't really do anything but then got on your label under your contract and started to blow up would you want to keep that contract or would you want to re- renegotiate so now that you helped her blow up you're going to renegotiate probably get her like what 40 percent because even 40 percent is a lot like i don't think you like fans i don't want to bore our, uh, f- people who don't really care about the the financial side of the music industry the labels are meant to put you in debt and forever have you crawling your way out of it. But the advancement is to put you into a hole and the videos, the interviews, the shows, even just getting food on the road, that's all adding up to one day you come to them and like, hey, why am I not getting this and this and this? Okay, well then the label gets there financial person to come to you be like you got expenses here got expenses here had to buy you food here had to pay money for this photo shoot had to pay money for people to show up to the photo shoot had to pay or not the photo shoot the video had to pay this for hair this for makeup had to pay this for your advance your advancement you still forgot about that we gave you that advancement it wasn't it was basically like a loan then we spend money for promotion and then so basically they come at you with a whole lot of different things that makes it you know in a way that's unfathomable and makes you be like okay well that's fine let me just have my accountant look at it and even your accountant may be the one that the label gave you and that's even a dirty game which they give you an accountant that really works for them which is how the megan the stallion situation happens which is why she wanted to go into rock nation because whenever you have a management Whenever you have your label give you a lawyer or accountant 
it's always like okay well they're, they're probably just trying to help me out and give me a better deal like obviously they don't just give it to you like here use this they're like hey i know this one person you know he doesn't charge as much and then you go to him and be like oh yeah don't charge as much and then you get him and you realize why he doesn't charge as much because he works for the label <laughs> so it's like the industry the hip-hop industry is what well, the, the music industry in general is very uh a dog eat dog world it's it's not if you get a good deal as an artist you're probably as big as like i don't know like ozzy or young boy like you already have your cult fan base but if you're building a fan base then you're not getting more than like maybe 15 percent, and even that's a stretch that's a, that's a huge stretch so actually that's not gonna that's not even gonna happen <laughs> maybe like 10 percent at the most yeah that's yeah these labels are meant to keep you in debt because if i mean just think about it why would a label sign an artist just to put themselves in debt like i'm gonna sign you so you can make more money than me and i'll give you more money than i actually make like that doesn't make any sense it's like a you ever went to a company and they was like okay we have well let's say we're worth a hundred thousand dollars we're going to give you a hundred and fifty thousand dollars you're going to make two hundred thousand dollars and we're going to make fifty thousand now we're in debt that is, it's, it's, it's not really, that's it, right? You know, math is not, definitely not my strong suit, but I, I believe I gave that example right. If I didn't, then y'all can clown me in the, uh, the, the comments, uh, not in the comment section. What do y'all be texting me on TikTok and IGN? I, well, not IGN, IG is like, so y'all, y'all can let me know if that math makes sense or not. But basically, that's all I really wanted to get into it with the whole Summer Walker situation. So now I'm going to get into the second snippet for her album, Still Over It. And this one is, we're just going to call it constant because the other word is not appropriate and not suitable for the masses. So this is a PG podcast. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to get into constant right now by Summer Walker. Uh, what just to wrap this up because i didn't want to really spend too much time on this album because it's a great album album is really nothing for me to say about it but just to say that this is a great quality offering to her current fan base and but just to 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 display the summer walker fans because they are hilarious i'm like let me tell you something like they are funny like they made me thinking like did i miss something in the album because i enjoy the album but of course I'm not going to say it again. Y'all know what I think about with the beat and no drums. But basically, the the quotes that, that Summer Walker fans was doing was just hilarious. Like somebody dressed up as Summer Walker and quoted, I, am I really that much to handle with a question mark? Because if you don't know, this whole album is kind of like a, not a diss track, but basically like a, 
a note to her ex London and the, the person that literally did like most of the, the tracks on this album for those of you those of you that don't know so the title still over it is kind of talking about London talking about her being still over London and it's, it's really resonating with a lot of people because I mean one fan even said quote to, to Summer Walker Janae Aiko Brent Fayez SZA Ari etc thank you for saving our R&B so that's just that's just amazing another fan Summer Walker fan of course said quote Summer Walker has Kelly Rowland shook period this has me screaming three exclamation part, uh, points and she put a snippet of Kelly Rowland literally reacting to one of Summer Walker's songs on her album and just giving a funny statement after so it was just funny and and then finally let's get into the third and final tweet from a summer walker fan she said quote summer walker album still on repeat which i believe every word from that tweet because when, when you sell 210,000 units first week your fans are definitely replaying your music or more specifically your album that you just put out so you always love when your fans come out in droves and, and support so i bet she's just overwhelmed by love right now as still over it is, is getting a lot of praise from her fan base deservedly so because she's a real talented artist and to finish this segment out we're going to listen to the third and final snippet i have for this album where yeah the third i was trying to find it the third and the third and final snippet I have for this album called Oh, Toxic. So yeah, okay, I guess this would be a good time. The, my, my three favorite tracks personally from this album was the first track. I feel like it set the tone bitter and I like the end the ending narration from Cardi B because I just love Cardi B as an artist. Also, my other favorite track was the one with Pharrell. Track number 14 that right here like literally d-a-t that right right no that right there i can't read my bad <laughs> my fault <laughs> so that right there for me is my second favorite track off the album and then my third favorite track is the one i'm about to play now with toxic called toxic featuring the one and only Chirac savage little dirt so now we can listen to that right now Know that my little out of the But it ain't falling again This wasn't as for well them They don't know what's going on All up in an Kool-Aid Maybe I took that too far Tossing, ooh, tossing, yeah Tossing, ooh, tossing, yeah Love you For the smell to see is it wet enough Ain't got a key, she comes to the room I tell her front desk to let her up She five away, I holler like I'm ready I'm just getting up to freshen up I told her my head hurt She told me to get a BC and a 7 up Deleted my call log I know that she thirsty, she say I'm a 
nobody perfect. Keep in mind, inside of her purse. Say I talk nasty in all of my verse, that's real. She asked, do I know it? Then I tell her just chill. She asked, do I drink? And I tell her just peel. I said I flip houses, she said let's cheat. She'd rather have diamonds instead of a I'm grabbing her body, I'm pulling her close, so I'm licking her ear. When I go deep, she run up the sheets, I see tears. Why you so toxic? I just she wear my box. Don't get a groupie pick. Get your phone and lock it. No. So yeah, that's it for my. Uh, oh, okay. That track was "Toxic" by Summer Walker featuring Little Dirk. But yeah, that wraps up my analysis of the Summer Walker. Some of Walker's latest album still over it. So click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of Summer Walker's still over it album? And which track is your favorite off of the album? Now we're going to move on and get into the much anticipated game, Elden Ring. Switching gears to Elden Ring. They say that the gameplay has immensely, 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 I don't know, one of those words, improved <laughs> as the gameplay trailer seemingly revealed how it would address its two biggest problems with this last outing and also in past open world games. So the, the showcase of Elden Ring's extended gameplay for many fans, this is the much-anticipated title of 2022. Yes, I said 2022, not 2021. So, it's not happening anytime this year, but next year is literally right around the corner. But, let's get there before we say that, because you know what happened in 2020. So, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> but uh, honestly, getting into like Elden Ring, it has a lot of Cyberpunk 2077 type hype. So, that should tell gamers out there that this is... A very much anticipated game but it does not mean as we've already learned from cyberpunk 2077 it does not mean that this is a automatic haymaker when it finally comes out like this is not just a success right out the gate like who do you still know that's talking about cyberpunk 2077 my point exactly honestly i think they messed up when they did first person perspective for me i always like my games third person because if it's customizable then why can i only see my character when i go into a mirror like i want to see it 24 7 every time i play the game but anyways this is not about cyberpunk 2077 this is about elden ring so the development is going well as people who have played the game have made it clear that they have been immense immense improvements of the gameplay also, they're giving more sneak peeks into the game as closed network test invitations have started to be rolled out as From Software has tweeted talking about how to get the how to to get into the Elden Ring network test that's starting November 12th. So hopefully you can be one of those players to be chosen to the closed network test, but Basically, players will be able to choose between five character classes and will, of course, have limited access to the game's gargantuan map. From Software will conduct similar tests in the future leading up to the launch of Elden Ring February 25th, 2022. So the game's coming up. It's not like ways away. It's not like March or 
August 2022. Like it's it's coming up pretty fast, honestly. And with this new gameplay trailer reveal, it's basically showcasing what is to come with the full final package. As if you don't know, development for a game three months out is basically the game already finished like there's not really too much they can do in a three month span if you think there is then just look at the game mass effect andromeda when everybody was saying oh the gameplay reveal was just a beta and when the final game comes out it'll be fine the final game came out three months later it was a disaster so it's usually the final game so right now i'm not going to say this is the final <laughs> i mean basically i just said it but Elden Ring at this point is, is basically finalized and they're just going and, and fixing bugs and that's what the closed network test is for. Essentially doing the free version of having people go into your game and, and breaking it. Not on, pur well, not on purpose, some on purpose, but basically so they can figure out what the bugs are in the game. And that's what a lot of, that, that's very common. That's a common practice in the gaming industry is to go have people play your game, break it, and well they don't say like oh please break my game some people they do but usually those people get paid they have a free way by just telling people to play the closed beta the bugs and reports that they get they just work on those who, who whichever bug is the most reports they probably focus on that one first and then just go down the line and that's really what closed network test is for now elden ring it is um for PC players, it's going to be capped at 60 FPS. The reason why this is so like essential is because PC players always want their games to, to run better than the console version, which I'm not really, hold on, I'm gonna take a drink. I don't think I've ever taken a drink while like in the midst of me giving out, basically in the middle of my train of thought. Okay, anyways, this is the first time for everything, I guess. What was I saying? <laughs> um, oh yeah, Bandai Namco said that the specs for Elden Ring for PC players will be capped at 60 frames because PC players, for some reason, always have to have the high-end performance because they're like, if I'm gonna spend thousands of dollars on a piece of plastic, then I need my game to run better than ever and better than any type of console can run, which is understandable. So I'm not making fun of them, I'm just saying like, it's pretty funny how, how it works out because PC usually gets the best specs, but they always ask, what what are the specs going to be? Like, I need to know now. Like, obviously, it's going to be better than both the consoles, so just chill out. <laughs> so, but anyways, the, the Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 will also have, quote-unquote, actually, I don't know what it's going to run at. Yeah, I just know for PC players, the frame rate will, will cap at 60 FPS, and it'll it'll support HDR. I don't know why I can't talk to this, but it'll support HDR and ray ray tracing, and a feature a max and feature a max resolution of 3840. I don't know what that means. I'm not a PC player. Basically, it's gonna be powerful, and, and y'all are gonna enjoy it. <laughs> so I just put that in there because. I know PC fans are out there like, man, I can't wait to know the specs for this game because, of course, it's an open world game made by Eidos uh, Montreal. And, of course, it's an Elden Ring installment. So people are expecting the open world game to be very, very gorgeous. And, and they'll be taking a bunch of pictures. Basically, they're going to live their lives throughout this game, which is not like a bad thing. If 
controlled <laughs> like overconsumption of anything is not good at all so this Elden Ring game sounds interesting well I pick it up definitely not that's not really my type of game I think I played Skyrim when I was little and I still didn't like it so if I had a lot of time when I was a little kid and still didn't like that open world game I'm probably not gonna like it now and you may say the same like oh you like Mass Effect when you was a little kid but I played it again and Mass Effect definitely respects your time the, the missions and the structure is very segmented into to you can have short sessions and still finish a mission like I don't know how to describe it, but I just feel like Mass Effect really, really respects your time. It gives you more reward for you playing the game, if that makes sense. I mean, I'm literally talking about the greatest game of all time, so I can't compare this game to it. But anyways, so Elden Ring has Cyberpunk 2077 type of hype. They say they have, they say all the critics and the experts out there are saying that Elden Ring has a chance to join the elite ranks of open world masterpieces such as Red Dead Redemption 2, Breath of the Wild, Fallout, New Vegas, and The Witcher 3. I don't know why I just switched to that voice, but you get the point. So this is definitely in anticipation of one of the best open world games to date. And people are only saying that because it's made by Eidos Montreal. And also these are the same people that have made some of the best open world games to date. To date. So We'll see how this actually comes to fruition and I, I honestly can't wait to see when this game come out what type of reception it will get because let's see it has a lot of hype and let's see if it lives up to it. So yeah, click my link tree in my bio to let me know one of my social medias. What do you think of Elden Ring in general and will you be picking up the game when it eventually comes out November, not November. January 25th, 2022. Now we're going to switch gears and get into Key Glock and his latest project called Yellow Tape 2. Now I might have, I might as well, might, might has, might have. Words are hard. Anyways, I should have just put this as a Mass Effect Go segment because I'm not playing any music for this Key Glock album. Now, the reason for that is if you never listen to Key Glock, he makes very explicit music. Music. And I guess the people on who usually do the clean edits decided that it wasn't worth their time to go through and take out all of those expletives. So this is going to be a music-free segment, but still talking about music, if that makes sense. So... The, ba the, the biggest thing with this is that Key Glock is back again, and the reason that he's back is to put out music and to, and to, to profit off of his music. So, that I mean, that basically covers everything, doesn't it? All right, now click my... No, it's playing. <laughs> Anyways, so, so is 20 tracks on his whole album. Who told him to put 20 tracks on his album? I don't know. Honestly, I'm not listening. I'm not even going to lie to you. I didn't even listen to the album. I'm not even going to. Like, the reason I wanted to talk about this is because... Key Glock as an artist, I know he's like independent, but at the same time, he's like really substantial in his Memphis stardom. So I feel like it, it was appropriate for me to talk about his album, at least, be, well, mixtape, I don't know what it is, but I, I just feel like it was going to be the same track as the same, like, because Key, it's not going to be like a, oh, let's hate on Key Glock, but let me just say 
that his flow is very limited but his flow when he gets into his pocket on those same type of beats is very consistent both of those things can correlate so so yeah uh key glock is a very constant specific type of artist like you know what you're getting you're getting a certain style every single time every single like it's not going to change so so for for key glock to to give out this 20 track project like if you don't have more than two flows, you should never have 20. Let me just, I don't want to hate on this. Because I really like Key Glock as an artist. And I like what he's doing as an independent. Like, he also has something else. What is it called? He has a 3D billboard. And he said, quote, A Soldier Boy. I think this was on Instagram. Quote, A Soldier Boy. At Soldier Boy. He even added him. That's, that's some type of promotion right there. I don't want to hear... And then he put an expletive. You will probably guess what that is. I'm the first rapper because, you know, Soldier Boy always talks about him being the first rapper to do everything. First rapper to breathe. First rapper to pick up a mic. First rapper to rhyme cat and hat. All that type of stuff, you know. But anyways, continue with the quote. I'm the first rapper with a 3D billboard with a cool face emoji. And yes, two exclamation points. I, I really be driving that expletive like this. Laughing face emoji, three fire emojis, hashtag yellow tape, peace sign emoji. I think that's it. I don't know what I don't know what that was in the bottom right. That looks weird. Anyways, the 3D billboard is pretty cool if I do say so myself. Like, I don't know where this is at. I don't know how much this costs. Obviously, it probably costs some type of money because billboards aren't cheap if you've ever tried to buy one. This billboard is very, very nice. Like, looking at it, it's, it's like a, it's like the, it's a corner of a building and it's a 3D projection of a car coming and basically fast and furious type drifting and breaking through the, the corner of the building. So it looks like the, the car is about to come out of the building because of the way the, the 3D billboard is set up. And that's just, that's a pretty cool optic if I do say so myself. It's pretty simple, but at the same time, it's pretty cool. And then after that it says, Key Glock just dropped Yellow Tape 2. Now that's a, that's a billboard if I've ever seen one. And the way that he promoted it on his social media by calling out Soldier Boy, I think is a good marketing tactic. So the way that he went about having this whole rollout plan is not the greatest, but it's still not terrible as he has glimpses of innovation in his marketing plan. Now, apparently this is a tape. So I guess that's why he called it uh, yellow tape. I thought this was an album. I don't know. It probably mixtape albums. Like, what's the difference? Like, if you're not, if it's a mixtape, then put it on Audio Mac and sample everything. Like, that's why. I, that when I think of mixtape, I think of Lil Wayne. Sorry for the wait. So I'm I'm sorry if I'm comparing it to something that's unattainable by most of these artists that have. Let me just chill. So so yeah. Um, that's all I really wanted to talk about about Key Glock's Yellow Tape Two. It's really nothing significant that i really wanted to get into i just really wanted to cover it because i know he's an independent artist and at the same time it's probably harder for him to get certain sales than it is for artists on label actually i know 100 percent fact it's harder to get spins and sales as an independent than it is on a label like if this podcast was on a label like a district a district well i am basically distributed by anchor but if i was like on a 
like on a label that could put money into promoting the my pod then it will look different but since i'm an independent the numbers that i do they are all 100 percent come back to me so it's like there's pros and cons to everything you just have to figure out what type of cons you're willing to deal with so yeah that's all i really have to say about key glock's yellow tape 2 project and so let me know on one of my social medias what do you think of the yellow tape 2 and also <laughs> i'm not gonna ask you your favorite track because there's 20 of them like um what is your what do you think about key glock dropping a 20 track project now we're gonna get into the overview of the pod we started with summer walker no we didn't we didn't start with that at all <laughs> we started with bruno mars and anderson pack smoking out the window and that track is simply a classic if any if any significant other as you riding around smoking out the window just just leave him man just leave him or her and just just hey protect your energy king or queen you know so yeah then we got into summer walker still over it while all the queens were addressed and all the queens the big queens showed up on this album to perform the best well to give the best performance and i feel like summer walker is just one of the more talented r&b artists in the game and the talent just exuded exuded all over the album i don't know i don't think that's how you use it anyways she just exudes a lot of talent yeah i'm just gonna give that word up <laughs> basically she she sung she was singing like she sang all over this album and i wish i could enjoy it more but you, you know how i feel about slow beats and no drums so overall to her fan base this was a quality quality body of work then we got to elder ring i talked about how they're doing closed network beta test now to eventually fix most of the bugs when the game eventually comes out February 22nd, I think, 2022, or 25th, February 25th, 2022, I think that was the release date, so if I'm not, don't quote me on that, look it up for yourself, but basically it's coming out soon, at the beginning of next year, so we'll see how that game goes, because it definitely has a lot of hype, they're calling it, they're saying it might be one of the best open world games ever, they're saying it has more hype than Cyberpunk 2077, so we'll see how the game performs when it eventually comes out. Then we got into Key Glock, Yellow Tape 2. Talked about how his project is very much interesting because it's 20 tracks, but he doesn't really have the versatility as an artist, in my opinion, to keep the attention span for 20 whole tracks. Like, I literally, I listened to the first track, and after that, I was like, okay, it's, it's just, it's Key Glock. Like, he's consistent. And if you like that sound, you're going to like the project. But if you don't, it's not for you. So yeah, that's about it for the episode. Thanks for tuning in to the to the Notorious Mass Effect podcast. And don't be afraid to send me a voice message letting me know what you think of the show and what you want me to talk about in the next episode. Click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. If you want to financially support the show, click my Cash App link located towards the top of my link tree as it helps your show overall. Make sure to share this podcast as this helps your show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Notorious Mass Effect.